Hello. Hello. We are back. We're back. We are at Lion's Tail Brewery today. On, what is it called? On location. On location. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, on location and with guests. With guests. Yeah. So today we have Emily. Hello. From, <laughs> from Lion's Tail, the assistant brewer and packaging lead. Yeah. Official title. Pretty yeah. official. Yeah. <laughs> And then we also have Whitney. Hello. She is um, from, I, well, I know her from Girls Pint Out from working at Hinterland. And then she's also the marketing uh, membership and merchandise person, person? Sure. person at Some, Cocoon something. Brewing, yes. uh, which just recently opened up as well. Uh, but we, uh, well, I, I kind of was running through the idea of having some women on our podcast for International Women's Day, which is when this podcast will go out. It's currently um, the end of February, but I thought we would sit down and interview some lovely women. We have a couple questions. We're drinking a couple beer beers, and I guess, oh my God, the way that I just said beers is so Wisconsin. <laughs> I, the other day, or yesterday, I was looking at, because I have a podcast with my sister, and I was looking at like Midwest questions and oh my god they were so bad because there was just all people not from the Midwest so they're like why do you say milk milk and like just like really hitting the dagger with some of the questions and yeah yeah oh my god and then a lot of them were why do all Midwesterners take pictures of the snow? Like, haven't you been through this like a million times? And I was like, do I do that? And I'm like, oh my god, I, I do that as well. Guilty um, for sure. Yeah. But I guess to start off, we can say what we're drinking today. Sure. Yeah. Um, Emily, you can start us off. Yeah, so I'm drinking Top Hats and Monocles, our Saison. It's got a little bit of honey and some black tea from Fava Tea Company in it. So it's very refreshing. Um, I'm drinking Oats and Honey Blondale by Lion's Tail. It's pretty good. I've never had it before. I like it a lot. It's, it's a Blondale. I'm assuming oh, it has okay. oats and honey in it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, I'm drinking Slasher. To be honest, it was an IPA. So Yeah, so that it. was a collaboration we did with the Brewing Project in oh, Eau Claire. Okay. So it's a pumpkin spice latte IPA milkshake. The oh, list goes on. There's a lot okay. going on in that one. Mm. Violet, which is a sour. I didn't know much about it. I just saw sour and I ordered it. And it's almost sour season, almost spring. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that one has blueberry. Yeah, blueberry. Yeah, blueberry. I like it. It's really pretty. You're turning violet, Violet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to start off, like our other um, interviews, we kind of have it like sectioned off a little bit. There's like the beginning. How did it start? We're going to start from birth, we've decided. <laughs> and then some questions about brewing and then about beer and then international women's day fashion we're going to talk about women in beer to start us out how did it all start okay i guess i'll go first so i was born <laughs> in january um, no anyhow i got into beer basically because of my boyfriend he is from appleton and i'm from the southern part of the state a small town called blanchardville Pretty much nobody has ever heard of it, uh, but it's about 15 miles west of New Glarus, and a lot of people, in beer especially, know where New Glarus is. So it's almost three hours from here. And my boyfriend and I dated long distance for probably about a year and a half, 
So I would come up to the Fox Valley, and usually what we would do for dates is go to breweries and get a flight and just try different beer, and that's how I found what I like for beer, because I, I didn't drink a lot of beer before I started dating my boyfriend. But once you find out what you like, there's a lot of good beer out there. I guess I kind of have a similar story. I was born. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, let's see here. I I grew up, um, my mom always drank Miller Lite, which I hated. I thought was disgusting. Um, I still don't like it. Um, but yeah, I got into beer because of my, um, let's see, what, were we married at the time? We were, yeah, my husband. Um, I kind of, as a joke, got him one of those Mr. Beer kits for his birthday one year. And um, it was kind of, he did it, and he's like, oh, that was disgusting. That was the worst beer I've ever had. <laughs> and so it kind of sparked, like most people would quit at that point, but for him, it, he took it as a challenge, and it kind of snowballed into this ridiculous homebrew obsession. Um, so, yeah, we started homebrewing, and then um, he got a job at Hinterland. Oddly enough, he's a brewer there still. Um, he's been there for about two years. And then when I saw how much fun he was having and how much he was learning I'm like heck I could do that too um, so I got a job at Titletown which is another brewery in Green Bay I was a brewer there for a little over a year um, and I recently left to go to Cocoon so yeah there we are mm-hmm. um, and I also remember your was it a sushi rice yes my oh su- my god it was so good <laughs> my sushi beer yeah <laughs> So yeah, so I've, I've got yeah. to make it again. We we just moved and we don't have our homebrew setup um, stuff together yet. So yeah. I I've got to do that. And yeah. then what was um what was all in that again? Um, so it was a blonde ale um with a good chunk of sushi rice in the in the mash. Um, and then I, <laughs> I added um, carrots and wakame seaweed. Um, what else did I add? Some sesame seeds and stuff and then I um, once it was done fermenting I racked it onto fresh cucumber and did a, like a little bit of a secondary fermentation and then yeah it was nice. it turned out really really interesting it was really cool yeah and it was really wasn't it pretty clear too yeah. like yeah it was yeah, yeah. it was really cool yeah, yeah. Um, oh one thing it was it used the sriracha ace hops so it's like a Japanese hop but it gave it kind of like that dill sort of thing so it was almost like a pickle beer okay which I listened to the pickle beer episode, that was, <laughs> and I tried that one that to steal um, the pickle sucker punch pickle. Yeah, no. Oh boy, no. Brett didn't like that either. No, which, it was pretty weird. And, and he thought we were gonna hate it too. We both loved it. Old juice. It was literally it pickle was juice. Weird. Yeah. I've had pickle beers that I really liked, but that one that was like. Um, I guess it depends on if you want it to taste. Like a beer still, or if you wanted to taste like pickle yeah. juice, I feel like I was in the mood for pickle juice, so I was like really happy well, that it tasted. Like and that pickle one was juice. a little sweeter. I think it was more of like a a sour, like a gosa type y- yeah. thing, as opposed to just like. like I guess, what other kind of pickle beer would you make? I don't know. Just like adding dill to like yeah mm, yeah vinegar yeah vinegar yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yummy. That's what you want to have in your beer. Where did you start, and how did you end up at Lions so my first job that had maybe anything remotely to do with fermentation was I worked at an organic apple orchard in Mineral Point, Wisconsin, um, for the cider farm. They're a cidery in Madison. They have a tap room on the west side attached to Brennan's. So I would go pick apples all day. 
And then once we had enough, we would press them into juice, and then the juice would be picked up and go off to be fermented. So that's where I kind of got interested in maybe I wanted to try winemaking. Maybe I wanted to do more with cider. I didn't do any fermentation there, but it kind of piqued my interest. Like, this is a pretty cool thing. So when the season ended in late November of 2020, I started looking for jobs. And then in January, I saw that Lionsdale posted that they were looking for a delivery driver. And I was kind of just like, oh, how funny would it be, you know, if I applied <laughs> to drive a van around and deliver beer? You know, because we liked Lionsdale. I loved the slushy beers. We would come wait in line to get them to go out the window during COVID. And so I went ahead and applied. My boyfriend was like, go for it. I didn't live up here at the time. I still lived almost three hours away. But I thought it was worth a shot. And uh, they called me. (laughs) (laughs) So after a mild panic that they actually contacted me, I was like, all right, I'll I'll go interview and meet the team and talk to everybody. And it seemed like it'd be a good fit. So I moved up to Appleton and then started here in January of 21. So yeah, I started out driving the delivery van two to three days a week, and then I was also the seller person, so that means you help with packaging or cold storage or kind of anything on the the cold side, but I would help with brewing whenever they needed. So I did that for about four months before we were producing so much that we needed another person, and then I switched to full-time in the brewery. That's really cool. How big is your team here? Uh, Well, we have a lot of bartenders. (laughs) We probably have like (laughs) eight or ten bartenders. And then we probably have like six full-time employees. Okay. Um, So we have our owner, our sales guy, Eric, our operations and marketing specialist, or what is he, vice president, Nick. (laughs) So he he works down at our Tosa location, but he takes care of all of the things in Nina where we need crane, we need yeast, hops, whatever. He orders and coordinates everything to come on time. And then we've got a full-time driver, another full-time assistant brewer, that's Isaac. He helps me out a lot. And then uh, our taproom manager, and then another taproom manager in Tosa. And that's Slim. Hi, Slim. (laughs) I hope you're listening. (laughs) We'll make sure. off is uh is there anything behind the name of the brewery yeah so lion's tail gets its name from our owner's last name so alex and Kristen wenzel are our owners and the last name wenzel is a german name derived from king wenzelsloss the second i just recently found out there's a song oh yeah okay I did not know this was a thing, and I pulled it up on YouTube last night because Liz, our taproom manager, told me about it. I was like, oh, I never knew. (laughs) But King Wenceslas um, convinced a pope to revoke a ban that prevented Czech people from brewing beer. And to honor his legacy, Alex replaced the tails of the two-tailed rampant lion, which is our logo, a lion rampant with his little arms up. Um, with two stalks of barley, so you see the lion's tail is like two oh, crisscross okay. tails. Okay. And then it's the barley heads oh on top. You know, I don't ever know that I have even. I don't think I'm Oh, yeah, that. so it's right, right there. Oh, I guess it's on my shirt. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a big example on my shirt. Yeah, so that's where it comes from. Uh, Alex has a logo tattooed on his arm, and when I first started, I asked him, I was like, so did you wait to see if the brewery was going to be successful before you got the logo tattooed oh on your arm? He's like, no, I actually had the tattoo first. 
And I was like, oh, all That's right. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So he kind of had the concept back when he was homebrewing before they even knew that they were going to take on such a big endeavor. Kind of kismet a little bit. That, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, this is your future. Yeah. So when did you start? This could be both of you guys, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Do you want to? I mean, sure. I guess I, um, let's see. That homebrew kit was, uh, 2017, maybe? 2015? I don't know. A while ago. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I guess I, I wasn't into it as much as Neil was, um, to start, but then my first beer that I ever made was a coconut porter, which, I mean, everyone goes, ooh, that sounds good now. But, like, I mean, it was fine. I liked it. Um, But when I made it, everyone's like, ew, that's disgusting. Why would you do that? And I'm like, what's so weird about it? And now everyone's doing it. And I, yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, it's not that weird. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so I was kind of excited. Um, We, so that year, um, we organized a homebrew competition um, through the, homebrew club that we were a part of at the time and I entered that one and even though the judge refused to try it because he didn't like coconut it still got a bronze medal so wow (laughs) um yeah so that was kind of my first my first little dip into brewing and um from there I obviously went into weird things um I I really like to mess around with strange recipes like the pickle or the pickle beer um the sushi beer Um, I've made some other weird stuff that I can't think of at the top, off the top of my head, but you know, I just really like to mess around with weird ingredients. So that's kind of how I, I, I would, I like the R and D aspect of brewing. I think yeah, the that's science. cool. Yeah, the hop yard for work, and he was telling me that strawberries are really hard to deal with because they like they are disgusting sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they can He's go like, the wrong way. Yeah, or like mm-hmm. the, if you get too much of it, that's all you taste. He said, mm-hmm. or like. So it's like, oh, that's they interesting. Can, yeah, they can turn sour or bitter really fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. By the way, Milwaukee just came out with a coconut porter. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. If you want to, if you need some coconut porter in your life. There's, there's quite a few <laughs> out there that are real good. So. Yeah, I didn't have any homebrew experience. Um, I guess the extent of my brewing experience was brewery tours and tastings. Uh, I didn't really have any interest in it. You know, five years ago, I'd say I had no interest in, bre- in brewing at all. Um, but af- after working at the orchard and kind of getting a little more interested in beer after finding out what kind of styles I liked, it didn't seem like something I couldn't do or couldn't get into. It was kind of hard to find a job in beer. You kind of have to know where to look, I think. Like, I found my job at the Apple Orchard in our local newspaper. <laughs> so you're probably not going to find a, a brewing position in a newspaper, especially in a small town like I was in. But, yeah, it's definitely an interesting industry to get into. I, I do find, too, that, like, some cities have a really hard time. Like, there's not a big pool of people who are willing to do it, which, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's really interesting. And I think people expect that they need to go, like, get a lot of training before they can jump into a brewing role. Right. But I think most places are willing to train you because they just need the help right now. Definitely. Um, and I know of like three or four open positions in Green Bay for brewers right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting. Yeah, and I think some places like the opportunity to train the staff themselves, you know. Yeah. Learn on your, learn on their system, learn how they like to handle their brews and kind of start fresh and yeah. give somebody a chance. I think that joining a really small team is super beneficial because you learn so much. Um like at Tidal Town, um, I was one of a team of 
like three doers under one head brewer or whatever and we literally did everything from brewing to processing to cellaring to packaging to like all of the stuff um so none of us were just brewing and none of us were just cellaring it was we learned everything all at once and it was kind of like it was overwhelming for oh, several months yeah but it was like kind of a crash course in brewing you just learn maybe not the right way to do everything but <laughs> a way to do everything um and that's I mean, the way that they did it. So, yeah. yeah. What is your favorite thing about brewing? So my favorite thing about brewing is the variety of it. And it's very busy work. So you're never bored. You don't have a lot of downtime or time on your hands. You're like, oh, what to do next? There's pretty much always something to do. And we typically brew two days a week and can three days a week. Or the opposite, package three days a week, brew two days a week. And we typically don't do them back-to-back. So... Like, Monday you'll brew, Tuesday you'll can, Wednesday you'll brew, Thursday you'll can, and maybe Friday you'll do something different, like fill barrels in the cellar or have time for other projects. So there's a ton of variety in the job, and you never have an opportunity to be bored. That's, that's a good one, for sure. Um, I think I touched on it a little bit before. I, I just like being creative with it. Like, um, my current role kind of involves a lot of marketing and design stuff as well. I've I've been a graphic designer for 16 years, so that's where my background was before I took the leap into brewing. Um, So I love kind of blending those two, like the creative world and the brewing world together. Um, I love designing new recipes and like coming up with weird ways to use different ingredients and like being like, well, I want to make a beer that tastes like this. How do I get there? And then I want to make a beer that means this and I want to make a logo that looks like this so that it like it all has more of a higher purpose I I think that's really fun to make an all-encompassing product that is like it tastes like something it reminds you of something it means something it yeah it's it's just fun you could really do it start to finish you could write the recipe brew the beer package it and make the label I mean I have (laughs) <laughs> I have done been there done that way. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love my new role at Cocoon because it is such a small place and it's a startup and it we've been open for what four weeks and it's like I just love that like oh I gotta do this now and oh I can do that now and then like just jumping all over the place and I, I just feel like I'm making a difference which is important next is uh, oh do you have a least favorite thing about brewing I would say for me when when you can be a bit of a perfectionist about things it can be really hard when you think you're doing everything the way it would work out how you wanted and something kind of goes awry and you're like what what do I do <laughs> like I did all followed the directions basically but every now and then there's things you can't really predict and that can be a bit of a struggle when you know you want to get it just right it's true least favorite thing for me would probably when he says I love it all I mean (laughs) they they always say that like only like 20% of your time is spent brewing and that's totally true like there's so much cleaning when it comes to like working in a brewery it's like most of your day is spent cleaning honestly um and for someone who is a little more like wanting to do creative things and I would much rather sit down and like color than clean. Um, <laughs> it's, I love that. it's like a struggle. Struggle for me is to clean everything all the time. Yeah, and then get it dirty right away. Yep, and have to clean yeah. it right or away. Or clean up someone else's mess. <laughs> That's the worst. 
when um, when I moved out of my parents' house, I never I never understood why my mom always wanted the kitchen clean until I had my own kitchen. I was like, can we? No one touch anything, and yeah. that's including myself. And now you know. <laughs> Do not use anything. <laughs> Just did the dishes. Yeah. How are there 400 in the sink? You have a favorite brew. So do you mean like my favorite brew to brew? Yeah. Or my favorite brew to drink, to, to make? It could be a two-part question. Two-part, yeah. okay. Yeah. Part one. I'd say my favorite beer to brew is our number 90 red. It's just so predictable. I don't want to jinx myself. You never know. Something could go wrong. But it, it was the first beer I ever brewed completely by myself here, where I was Ooh. the only person in this room. And it went okay, so I was very thrilled. <laughs> but yeah, it's just one of those beers that we keep on year-round. Um, so I've gotten to know it very well and know what to expect and how to how to create it. And yeah, I guess I enjoy that one because I can control it a little bit, <laughs> and it's nice to try to get it right. So, and then my favorite brew to drink of ours, uh, I'd have to say Miami Vice. Ooh. Yeah, so it was like a. Pina colada meets a strawberry daiquiri. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good so name was, for that one. Yeah, it was a slushy sour and with pineapple, coconut, lime, toasted coconut, lime, mm. and strawberry. And it's just, I still have a couple cans in my fridge just because I don't want to drink them because I don't want them to be gone, <laughs> but I just can't let go of it. Is it seasonal? Does it come out in the summer? Or is that, I was that hope a one it will in... return. We've okay. done it twice, okay. but depending on what the beer is, um, basically, we do listen to our, our customers. Like, if there's enough noise about a beer and people want it to come back, we'll probably bring it back. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just have to hope that everybody else likes it as much as I do so we can do it again. <laughs> but it's it's also nice to come up with different things and, and different flavors. We'll just have Allie review it on Untapped. Yeah. A bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, just keep it. she'll like that beer, too. <laughs> I probably have three cans at home, so I could definitely bring you one. Boy, it's been a while since I brewed, honestly. Um, <laughs> and it can be one of your home brews, too. You yeah. can lump, like, everything together mm. since, yeah. And I'm a weirdo. I yeah. hardly ever make the same thing twice. Um, <laughs> um, I actually, like, going back, I a good amber is, like, a good yeah. thing. I mean, they are. they're, like, just kind of... They're the good kids. Yeah. They behave. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like... And they always... I mean, I, I love to drink them, too. I love a good malty amber, mm-hmm. and I, like... You know, it's easy, mm-hmm. kind of chill. Um, to drink? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it depends on the mood. Yeah, it depends on the mood, honestly. Um, I've gained an appreciation for IPAs, um, mostly hazies. I still can't do the, like, super-duper bitter, like, punch in the face, like, black. Do, uh, where did I go? Yakima, Washington. Uh, oh, last fall yeah. for the hop harvest. It was super cool. We went to Yakima Chief Hops. Um, oh my gosh, that yeah, is really cool. I don't know. I got a scholarship through the Pink Food Society, okay. and I was like, sweet. I was kind of like nerding out everywhere because we got to tour the hop farms, and like just as the hops were like ready to harvest, so they were just huge and fragrant, and it was so cool. And I will never forget the smells and just yeah. like watching all of the crazy stuff happen where they process the hop cones down to just the cones and then they grind them up into pellets and like um so we just it was a lot of really really fun sensory stuff and learning about hops and just mind-blowing technical stuff that went way over my head but um i'm trying to appreciate hops more because i'm like they're a very very cool right agricultural product and 
it's a huge industry. So it's I, very cool. I think also a lot of like um, uh, people who are getting into craft beer or don't drink craft beer don't realize that hops are in every kind of beer, whether it's hoppy or right. Correct. Yeah. Like it's actually yeah. required to be a beer. Do you have a least favorite brew, or like the bad kids? <laughs> the naughty list. <laughs> the naughty list. <laughs> I guess any of our real high-gravity brews where it's just going to be a ton of grain to put in a mash and then a long boil, um, ones where you have a bunch of adjuncts that might kind of gum up your mash ton and slow down your your laudering or basically your runoff. It can be a bit of a headache, but most of the time I have time to just babysit the naughty kids <laughs> until I get what I want. <laughs> so, what, um, what kind of beers are those usually? So that would be like a really dark imperial stout maybe. Okay. Or um, we did a, a golden imperial uh, it's called Little Miss. It was like an oatmeal cream pie stout. Ooh. Yeah, she wasn't friendly. She was. <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was, it was tasty and, and good, but yeah, our mash ton is kind of a bit small compared to basically anybody else's mash ton. <laughs> and we, we put a lot in there, and we, we kind of ask a lot of it. Uh, typically, about 13 inches is how deep the grain bed should be, and we're probably pushing three feet. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so it's on me, too. I'm, I'm not giving the naughty kids a great great environment to, <laughs> to grow up in but we make it work yeah I, I would have to agree yeah like anything with like oats and wheat yeah and just, all that it just it's funny when it comes out into like a grain bin or whatever it kind of jiggles because it's so gelatinous it's yeah. just weird you, you can like oh. roll it up like a snowball <laughs> of oh sticky gosh. oats yeah just <laughs> <laughs> very funny. A little, little wobble to it yeah um, and then do you, I guess, do you have a least favorite, like, is there something that you won't drink? I gain an appreciation for smoked beers or, oh, like, Roush beers and, yeah. like, even a scotch ale I can't do. Just, like, anything with that weird smoky flavor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it'd be West Coast IPAs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate them all. <laughs> I just don't have my palate and that bitter, dank, mm-hmm. resiny, piney citrus rind it's just too much for me it's like a punch in the mouth when I try to drink them so so they're not for me everybody's palate is so different it's really incredible like you you can try something and Whitney would try it and she would taste totally different notes than I would I do think though to plug women again our palates are way better than men we do we do I mean pick up on more they say that um I guess, yeah. I don't know, historically? Biologically? Right. They probably <laughs> smell too, smell yeah. and yeah. taste. Smell Women had to know mm-hmm. what we could consume yeah, to yeah. keep ourselves and our offspring alive. Mm-hmm. So we had to be more uh, keen to picking out So men should stuff. be thankful because they're yeah. alive because of <laughs> Yeah, us. they're only alive because I of mean, us. I mean, is that not the case in most things? <laughs> 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 yeah. So what beer surprised you the most, both good and bad, or didn't meet expectations, or exceeded expectations? I'm trying to think of one that exceeded expectations. Okay. <laughs> and it could be with, like, oh, like, you made it, and you're like, oh, nobody's going to like this, and then, like, everybody liked it, like, that, too. That's what I was thinking when I was writing that question, yeah. too. Gosh, we do so many varieties, it's almost kind of hard to remember them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess 
this one probably won't surprise anybody, but it always surprises me how quickly we sell out of Oktoberfest. Mm. Like, so fast. We will sell out of our Oktoberfest that we can before we even have our Oktoberfest celebration. <laughs> people just come out and they just they drink it and drink it and drink it and buy it. And, and I just think it's a good beer. But yeah, people go nuts for that. People still ask for it. And I'm like, it's January. Or now February. But <laughs> that's, that sucker's been gone since October, November, you know. Do you guys have your Oktoberfest celebration in September? Or? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yep. So we typically do it, I think, the same weekend that Munich, Germany does it. Oh, Or they okay. start their basically month-long. It's 18 days long this year. 18 days? All right. Oh, I've done much knows. research. Yes. Are you going? I wish. Oh. <laughs> that would be We fun. should go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how about we do that? Yeah, yeah pink boot strip. Girl strip. <laughs> yeah, so we close off our parking lot out here and have a big tent. Uh, we have some polka bands, some oh not polka bands. Food trucks stands. Uh, we've got. A, we'll have a portable bar outside, and then our normal bar is open inside as well. And it's a good time. We have hammer slogging where you try to the nail into the log. And it's not my favorite thing to supervise. <laughs> <laughs> is your October traditional or is it a Martin or a Vienna? Yeah, it is a Martin okay, lager. Okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't know if you meant the party or the beer. Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, well, I, I wear a dirndl, so I think it's traditional. I'm coming. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's traditional, and, and we do brew it in March, which would be the traditional time oh, of year to okay. brew a, a Marzen lager. Okay. So cool. I think we Marzen do. literally translates to March in German. So oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I should know that. I'm like 50% no, German. I have a German uh, yeah, last name. I'm German. There. <laughs> Wisconsin's just German. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think my most surprising one, um, I, so when I first started at Titletown, like, the filter was my nemesis. We filter mm. everything mm-hmm. um, with a DE filter. And Diatomaceous earth for yes. everybody who doesn't Although, yes, DE, <laughs> technically, but we used, like, um, what the heck is it called? Um, to start with a K and I can't pronounce it? No. Anyway, uh, we filter everything, and it was, like, I think... When it was presented to me, it seemed way more complicated than it needed to be. Like, stress on every, like, touch of everything. Like, oh my god, don't do that! Don't do that! Wait! Yeah! Um, so it was very stressful to me, and I hated the filter. So I'm like, you guys, we should just do something, like, unfiltered. Let's do, like, a, a Zwickle beer, because, like, that's an unfiltered German lager, whatever. Straight from the Zwickle, which is the port on the fermenter, right? <laughs> So we did Thank that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. No, we're learning today. Yes, <laughs> we are. So, like, I was super excited because we made this awesome, like, lager, uh, like, kind of an amber lager, whatever. It was pretty light, drinkable. Um, and then our head brewer decided he wanted to add strawberries to it, which, um, great, whatever, because um, I really wanted to call it Zwickle Tickler because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and we did call it Zwickle Tickler. Um, which I found out people didn't know how to pronounce, so they're like, oh, I don't do that one. Um, so, but the problem with adding strawberries to an unfiltered beer is that, like, it will re-ferment in the cans and eventually explode if they get warm, right? So the strawberry, the sugar in the strawberries, if the yeast isn't completely removed from the beer, it's going to eat, the, eat yeah. the sugar in the strawberries and, like, make the cans blow up. Um, so instead of being not filtered at all, it was filtered three times. Oh. Um, but 
It was delicious, and it sold out really, really fast, and I was very proud of it. Yeah, it was Even good. though people didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Did you ever do an unfiltered beer at we, all? We have, okay. yes. Um, and actually, at Cocoon, we don't have a filter, so all of them are going to be unfiltered yeah, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Yes. Is it better for you guys? For, is it easier when it's unfiltered? Totally. Okay. Yeah, it just removes a whole step of the process. Okay. And honestly, beer can get really clear. Like, you guys filter? Yeah, so this is filtered? That's filtered. This is unfiltered. Well, I mean, okay. Necessary? I don't know. Um, Because when you cold crash beer, which I don't know if any of these are crashing right now, you just crank the temperature way down and all the yeast kind of like falls asleep and falls to the bottom. Okay. So you just pull all the beer off the top and it's perfectly clear as it is. So, I mean, filtering really is just a double check to make sure that it's perfectly clear and to make sure that there's no yeast left over. So it's kind of for optics a little bit? A little bit. It's more for visual, yeah. Like if people expect a super clear beer, you filter it. Honestly, I think it tastes better unfiltered. Yeah. I actually like them before they're carbonated. I love a good flat beer. (laughs) But they're different before, like, you carb them and then they go flat. When you try them before you carb them. I don't know. I just dig it. I I do think that carbonation should be considered the fifth ingredient in beer. It does. It does change flavor. It changes it a lot. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I when I was a kid, um, we didn't we we didn't have like and it wasn't like any reason behind this, but we just didn't have soda. And the first time I tried Coke was when I was like six or when I was sick. Um, for some reason, I don't know what or no, I think I was like I had the flu or something. And I don't know. My grandma gave me flat Coke, and I loved it. And I thought I didn't know Coke and soda had carbonation in it. So I just, I loved it flat for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're drinking this not how... Like sugar. <laughs> sugar water. Yeah. Mm. Coke, I've heard of, like, flat Sprite, but... Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. But what are you drinking if it's not Lion's Tail? So, I guess, like, the closest brewery that I love to drink and love to go to would be Fifth Ward in Oshkosh. Mm. And you guys just did a little bit with some yeah. Fifth Ward beers. Yeah. They do a fair amount of sour and fruity things, and that's kind of my jam. Um, I used to stop there commuting up to see my boyfriend because Fifth Ward was on the way. And I just stopped in there. They opened at 3, so I could get in there, get a beer. And <laughs> Lion's Hill also opened at 3, so you can just get in here, get a beer, and keep going to Appleton. And it worked out pretty well. So, yeah, Fifth Ward is kind of my local go-to. Uh, I'm a big Humble Forager fan. They also do a lot of fruity stuff, which you'll find out that's... That's why I'm here for the fruity beer. That's just what I go for. Where do you need to make a t-shirt? Humble Forager? Yeah. Um, Total Wine in Madison. Is there one in De Pere or Green Bay? Total Wine. The only ones are in uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a whole end cap of Humble Forager. Total Wines, I've been to like the Milwaukee one and then... A friend of mine lives in Long Island, and I've been to that one. But they're mm-hmm. just like the bougiest liquor stores. They're nice. Oh they my got everything, God. They and do. they have a rewards program. I, I am part of that <laughs> rewards <laughs> program. Buy <laughs> <laughs> a lot of alcohol is not a good thing. We have a humble or a good thing. keg on reserve at at Cocoon right now. We're only serving guest taps at the moment. Um, our our first beer will be ready for this weekend. So Ooh, that's exciting. Nice. Yes. It's, a, it's an Tell amber. What it is. It, it's an amber, and it's um, slightly hoppier than your average amber. So okay. that'll be interesting. I'm that's excited exciting. about it. Yeah. What's so, it called? Uh, oh, my gosh. It is named after a butterfly. It is called okay. the Red Lacewing. Oh. oh. Uh, is that going to be like an ongoing theme with yes. the beer names? Yes. That's kind of cool, though. It is, unless it's... The, 
I, fertility, I don't know something. A lot of I don't butterflies. I don't but. even know how to pronounce half of them. So it's going to be <laughs> interesting. One of them are hazy. I'm I'm kind of giggling about it. It's going to be called the uh, cloudy yellow. We're gonna have fun ordering that one. Yeah, the cloudy <laughs> yellow, please. Pretty um, sure the I red mean, lace one is a butterfly you can catch on Animal Crossing. Oh, so. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Any of you play? Me, yeah. I got Heidi to start playing. Yeah, it's and, a rabbit hole for sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited about that one. I don't remember what the question was, but um, oh, what am I drinking? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, if it's not Lion's Tail, yeah. yeah. Well, Cocoon has nothing on tap right now, so yeah. I'm drinking anything but Cocoon at the moment. Um, <laughs> Maybe even some lion's tail, I yeah. think. Well, we, the Saison was yes. at Cocoon, yep. and it yeah. was delicious. I don't know if it's the same one. It is. Yep. It is? Okay, yeah, that yeah. one's really good. I, I couldn't fit yeah. top pants and monocles on the, the tap thing, so it just says T-H-N-M. Oh, I like that. T-H-N-M. No, we've had a lot of lion's tail on recently, and recent, my gosh, I can't talk. Recently, and I actually asked him, like, should I bring those kegs back? I'm going there. Oh, we can always have Walter grab yeah. them next time. He's okay. Like, yeah. No, thank yeah. you. And once you guys get some, are you going to hit this road, you think? Are you guys going to be just oh, probably making just no enough idea. beer to sell there because it'll be so busy? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I really don't know. Um, I'm hoping that that's the problem. Yeah. Um, it probably yeah. will be. The way people it's, turn out for, it's been for busy. beer. Like yeah. when Hop Yard first opened. It's nuts. Oh well, you guys still have lines around the building when you're like launching new stuff, so that's that's super exciting. Yeah, I know. I, I hope I hope it can be that good. Um, the owners are super nice and they're awesome, and it's it's a good good people. Good, good, good. Yeah. So I'm hoping hoping it does well. We'll see. Yeah. I remember. I don't know if either of you got out to Station One. It's in. I haven't been there yet. Every time I think of going there, it's a Sunday and they're not open on Sundays. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. They have trivia. Um, but they, we were there, this was like a year ago when they first released their beer or their first beer. And they were like, I think they named it, um, don't be hard on us. Aww. That's a good name. <laughs> like, that's so true. Cause I feel like, I don't know, Wisconsin people in general are passive aggressive and oh, it's big, good. And, yeah, really cute spot, but yeah, there's it's super cute. It, three barrel. Like oh, okay. it's like yeah. fancy though. Like internal yeah. calandria, like all those super, like. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, yeah. Where's that at? Is that in Green Bay? Yeah, it's off the... It's the... It's like not the North, Valpath, like Howard. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's like, Newer? I guess I haven't heard of it. I don't um, leave Nina new-ish. much anymore. <laughs> new, new-ish. It's like almost... I actually didn't even realize. So I live in De Pere. Okay. And it like it is still like 30 minutes, but outside of Green Bay. So you pass Green Cube going. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's, I was like, I could have just went to Appleton. Yeah. It's like off of B... Um, where you'd like exit to go to the zoo. Okay. Yeah. Or if you go into Harley Davidson. <laughs> for, for whatever reason. Yeah. yeah. My dad is a motorcycle guy, so. Same. Lion's tail beer, can you drink every day? Could you drink every day? Do you drink every day? <laughs> I do pretty much have a lion's tail beer every day. You know, it's part of the job. Quality control, right? Yeah. Um, I'd have to say it'd be more of like a style that we do that I could drink every day. And um, you're drinking the violet right now. Mm-hmm. So we've also done a raspberry version, a blackberry version, and a grape version. Oh, wow. Was so, that the Concord that I saw? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would, that so it's might be basically episode. a Berliner vice that, that we lightly fruit, as opposed Ooh. to our slushies, where we take our nice little tart Berliner base and then just slam it with a bunch of fruit. 
So this is for the, the folks who don't want to drink a thick, slushy, fruity, a little bit of sweet and tart beer. Mm-hmm. So you can drink more than one, mm-hmm. more than two if you want. Not going to judge. But yeah, I've liked every flavor so far. Um, Violet might be my favorite. Blush is really close. That's the raspberry version. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah. It's a very pretty beer, too. And the, yeah, they pour that nice, clear, bright color. Mm-hmm. How about you? That's um, good. What's good? Uh, <laughs> you know, I've heard really good things about the, the new hazy that we have coming. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah But what do I drink? Um, I drink a lot of hinterland beer, honestly. <laughs> That's okay. comes, Neil's always like, hey, I got two partials of for fruit's sake. They're on in the in the garage, and I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> so yeah, we we have a geezer in our garage, so we got beer on tap. Nice. Um, so yeah, that I love for fruit's sake. That's a really good one. And the Grand Cru 22 is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm a I'm a fan <laughs> of the sour like yeah. fruited stuff too, and they add a little bit with the barrel aging, and it's mm-hmm. just like, so good. But. Um, a geezer is geezer geezer. Okay, it's like it's like a kegerator. Oh, but it's a, okay. It's a freezer converted into a kegerator. So. Oh. Keg oh, freezer, okay. yeah. Geezer. Oh, okay. A geezer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got an old geezer in my garage. <laughs> Evergreen and um, surprisingly the Nitro IPA is probably oh. my my favorite beer. And he brought one of those home the other day and it's like pouring like pea soup. It looks disgusting. Oh, and I'm like, I'm not drinking the that. Evergreen or the the Nitro IPA. Oh really? Um, yeah. I'm like that looks gross. A nitro IPA. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting. No, I, I'm intrigued. Yeah. I did not know it was not a thing until I left Hinterland. I thought like this was like a normal thing to put your stouts on nitro and to put like an IPA on nitro, like at both ends of the spectrum. Saving Gracie on nitro is great though. Oh, that um, okay. What was it? The lemon meringue fluff one or whatever. Oh, that yes, uh, guilt-free that fluff. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was good. And then there was like this was when I first started at Hinterland. They did, and they just did it. I think I missed it, and it was like it just it was just called Flanders, oh, and no, it literally yeah. just reminds me of one of those like salt blocks that you give to like your rabbits or something like that. <laughs> and like such, I know that's a really bad description of a beer, but it's it's such it's a compliment because I'm I'm a salty bitch, <laughs> both moody and love salt in general. <laughs> Do you drink anything besides beer? And if so, what do you uh, what do you reach for and why? Anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I drink wine. I'm not. I'm not like a snob. I will drink. Me neither. Like homemade uh, fruity wine that's practically brandy, so boozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seltzers. We do some seltzers here. It's nice to have a seltzer option for people who aren't beer drinkers. And then cider. I do like a lot of cider. Okay. And mead is also really good. Yes. You can't drink too much mead because it's usually. A real heavy hitter. Yeah. But yeah, definitely cider would be up there for me. I've actually been experimenting a lot with, like, NA options lately. Um, hop water has been my thing. I actually just wrote an article about it for porchdrinking.com. Um, just, like, all the hop waters I could find in this area. Um, I think they're really yeah. fascinating and delicious, and they're all different. Um, we'll link the article if oh, you sure. want to send it to yeah. me. We'll link it in our show I'll notes. see if it's even posted yet. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I literally just let them know it was ready today. So, um... But yeah, I, hot water's super fun for me. Um, I really, well, I guess it's not NA. I really, really, really want to try doing like a hard tea 
once we Ooh, get rolling wow. at yeah. Cocoon, I want to do something a little bit out there that's like not beer, but like not quite seltzer. Because I, yeah, not, I don't know. I'm not like a huge seltzer fan. I'll, I'll drink it, but it's not my favorite. So I just want to do something different like that. I've tried a few small batch um, fermented teas in the past, and they turned out really good. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I like unusual things, like I said before. I'm like, hmm, I think I'm weird, maybe. But I mean, yeah, it's I okay. am too, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, what hot water did you oh. did you like out of? Um, man, I had I had so many different ones. The the Badger State one's actually really good. Okay. Um, and like compared to their compared to their beer prices, I was like, ah, ten bucks for a four, four pack, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, actually, those ones are great. Um. The Lagunitas Happy Refresher is really yes. good. Um, yeah. Like the colorful ones, like the flavored ones, they don't yeah. taste like hops at all, but they're like really good LaCroix. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that was good. Um, McFleshman's had a couple last fall. I haven't seen them again, um, but they were like low-key, I think they were called. Okay. Those two were pretty good. And I really like the just hop water, the, like H-O-P-W-T-R or whatever. They have like ashwagandha and like other kinds of like medicinal herby type things in them that are supposedly healthy so that one i thought was really good too but there's there's some good options yeah fair states was the first one i tried um i think they're finally available here Um, but the green one is my favorite it tastes like it tastes like sprite with minus the sugar and like a little bit of hops it's really good so give that one a try yeah Yeah. took a break to go get some more beers i tried to say that less wisconsin is the first time um, and I guess I'll, I'll start us off. I'm Felicia, and I'm drinking... Through the Ice Cold IPA. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I feel like I like this one more than the first one, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm Heidi, and Emily was talking it up so much that I decided I was going to go for the... Number 90 Red Vienna Lager. <laughs> I feel like you're Vienna White right now. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> I feel like I can't stop now. Um, I'm Whitney, and I'm drinking the uh, Rainbow Sherbert Slushy. Yes. Very good. Very good. And then I'm Emily. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm having our Kula wheat, so it's a wheat ale with pineapple. And we use fresh Ooh. pineapple for it. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Nothing like chopping one. up a hundred-some pineapples to throw them in the fermenter, you know? Oh, wow. It's a good time. <laughs> but it's it's so worth it. I love this beer. I really do. But yeah, it is a pain in the butt. Yeah. Things you just don't yeah. know mm-hmm. about make the beer process. Yeah. That you chop your own pineapples. Yeah. You go get a pallet of pineapples from Costco and load it up in the back job. of the van. I never would have passed that. <laughs> yeah. Like, most places just go, ah, I'm going to order uh, Some organ eight fruit. cases of this here bagged whatever puree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's all chopping the tops off by hand and then we've got a little pineapple corer oh yeah where you, and it cores the pineapple and then we chuck them in the bottom of the fermenter and we put the wort right on that toss the yeast in and nice. let it go to town oh very cool love it Heidi do you want to start us off sure so we have some women in beer questions now what do you like about being a woman in beer <laughs> <laughs> Being a woman. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of being a woman. It's, it's all right. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I get a kick out of surprising people when either you're bartending and they don't know that I brew the beer they're drinking, or I'm working a beer fest and they just assume 
I'm either the salesperson or a bartender. And then when they have a question about something, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, well, the malts we use give it this characteristic. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm or, like, or I'm like, yeah, I made even that. Worse, are you the booth babe? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the, the brew yeah. fest girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm the, the brew fest lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me. But yeah, I guess some people are surprised to find out that there's a woman back here. Um, I don't know. Women kind of invented beer. I mean, I can't prove it, but historically it points to that women invented beer and curated beer, and it was a woman's responsibility to create the beer, just like they cooked and cleaned and fed the family. They also created the fermented beverages, whether they were from wheat, barley, corn, potatoes, whatever it was. Have you read that book, by the way? A Woman's Places in the Brew House. Yes. I have it at home. Yes. It's, it's not the easiest read, but I love it. Yeah, it's a lot of information. And it's a lot of <laughs> right. back and forth between historical and, like, name-dropping, and then back to historical, and I'm like, whoa, am I supposed to know these people? Yeah. But it's a very good book. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We needed to drink something to deal with the men. Right. <laughs> it's like, we're going to do this, we're going to ferment something. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine the first woman coming up with this, she's going to her friends, like, try this. It'll, it'll make your day so much better. <laughs> make the kids so much more enjoyable. <laughs> and uh, Whitney? Um, what do I enjoy yeah. about being a woman in beer? Yeah. <laughs> I just... Honestly, I've, I've always gotten along with guys a little bit better. I don't know why, what it is. I've, like, my senior year in high school, I took like weightlifting and engineering design and welding. Um, so I've always been kind of more leaning towards that end of like manly stuff. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily just because I think it's more fun to do stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, why can't I do that? Um, but I think I just really enjoy learning from people who know what they're doing. Um, I, I always say that like I need to work with people who are smarter than me, <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's just really fun. Um, let's see here, specifically about being a woman. I think I, I th- it's the yeah. same stuff that you said. Like people don't expect someone who's five foot two to be like hoisting kegs around and like having up on a brew house and making beer and yeah, doing anything a yeah. guy could do. Yeah, it's it's fun very much a feminist and being that I, I feel like it is very very rewarding walking into a restaurant full of guys thinking that like oh I'm just there to drink beer or whatever but I'm like selling the beer that they drink mm-hmm. and the reason yeah it's very yeah it sneaks yes. up on yeah, them it yeah. does and especially when you know something they just like it, it's more of the older generation though I would Definitely. say it's not necessarily <laughs> the newer generation so but but yeah, it's really, it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, to go um, on to the next one, what have been some challenges and like how do you, do you deal with them? Probably talking about old men again. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Old dudes. <laughs> the old dudes. <laughs> I mean, I honestly haven't had a whole lot of issues with like people being weird about stuff. Um, I did have an old man that was like really excited that I got to drink for free at the bar. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, he's like, I never met a woman who got to drink for free at the bar, at least one that had all her clothes on. I'm like, oh, shut up. Like, weird. Um, but anyway, I think the biggest challenge, like, physically in the brew house is just that um, a lot of stuff isn't designed for someone who's five feet tall. Um, a lot of step stools are usually involved. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've always been 
pretty muscular, so I don't really have much of an issue with like lifting stuff or any of that. I can yeah. do just as much as anyone, except maybe reach things. Step stools and ladders, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah. They're invented for a reason. Right? For me, I guess, like when I was driving the van, uh, it, would, it would usually surprise quite a few accounts when I'd roll up like three half mm-hmm. barrels for them, and they're like... You're going to put those in my basement? I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> yes, and I don't need help. Thank you. But, yeah, I mean, I got a kick out of that anyhow. It's fun to kind of yeah. shock people. Because like, I don't look strong, I guess. I'm not real. I'm kind of string beanie, but, yeah, I can, I can hold my own. But when I first started... I struggled. Yeah. Did I let anybody see it? No. <laughs> like, can I feel my arms? No. Am I going to let anybody know? Also, no. <laughs> but yeah, you, you develop the strength pretty quickly, and it's a very physical job in every aspect, really. You're on your feet all day, every day. There's, there's nothing you can do in here sitting down, but you get used to it. It reminds me of a story. Like, when I first started at Titletown, like, they were so impressed by me. And I was like, okay, cool. Cause I was, all I was doing is pressure washing the brewery. And they're like, well, the last guy we hired got an office chair and was rolling around. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. How can I sit down and do oh. this job? <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, oh, the bar is set very low here. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun, though. Kind of like blast yourself yeah. across on a, on a desk chair, just yeah. wheeling around. <laughs> That's some fun, actually. You made it a game. Yes. <laughs> Who are your favorite women in beer to follow on social media? If any. Yeah, so I have a couple written down here. Um, so I follow Craft Breezy. I don't know her personally. <laughs> I'm not even sure how I found her on Instagram. Uh, but I think her name is Breeze, and she's in New York, and she's a brewer, and she just has cool little clips of her doing things. Like, she's got that tri-clamp, which you guys, I'll have to show you after this. The tri-clamp, like, handcuff flick. Down. It's just beautiful. Beautiful. Nice. And, yeah, and she's she seems like she's a woman in beer who supports other women in beer, which is good to see. Do you know um, where she brews? I can let you know in 20 seconds okay. while I try okay. to talk about another one. <laughs> so I also follow Lacey the Brunette. So she's kind of just like a beer enthusiast, I think. Also okay. don't know her at all. So hi, Lacey. Uh, <laughs> She's in North Dakota, and, like, I love Drecker in Fargo. They're just, they're ridiculous. Their place is beautiful. It's huge. They do some crazy beer. Just, yeah. like, crazy. And then they do some crazy good beer. But, yeah, they have a beautiful, beautiful setup there. And North Dakota just seems like such a... A weird place to have yeah. that type of brewery. Yeah. yeah. like Isn't it? It's in Fargo, right? Correct. Yeah, yep. okay. Yeah, and it's this big, beautiful thing, and they're adding on and they're gonna have i believe a hotel attached oh my God. yeah um i think they're calling it brewhalla like Valhalla, oh but beer brewhalla <laughs> so so yeah craft breezy is the lead brewer at other half nyc oh. other half brewing we'll put um again with along with your article we'll put like the women that you mentioned in the show notes as well if anybody wants to sure follow them too i'm assuming they all have a lot of followers well uh the brewery does uh other half nyc has two hundred and sixteen thousand followers (laughs) and and she's got nine thousand so that's impressive that's impressive and then i also follow whitney (gasps) oh i 
follow the Half too. Pint Brewer yes. on Instagram. And She's got a lot you. of good stuff. Beer with Burger. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me. We'll definitely put your guys' yeah. That's my last name, yeah. so. I, burger? I think it's burger. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's, uh, that's like, a couple of the guys here call me Burger. Or, or like, I just love burgers, yeah. So much. <laughs> I actually I changed my last name <laughs> to Burger <laughs> for that reason. <laughs> There is a thing, too, with, like, I feel like if you have a last name, people just call you by your last name. Oh, my gosh. That's half of the people that I work with. They're just their last name. I've never had that. I've, like, forced myself into nicknames before. What was your maiden name? Robertson. (laughs) Does it roll off the tongue? No, it doesn't. (laughs) No. So I I usually just go by Wit, like W-I-T, like Whitbeer. And then... I'm not sure how I feel about that actually meaning white, which I mean clearly I am, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, some of the women I follow. Um, oh yes, yeah. Yeah, no, like Kinsey Bernard, Bernard. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Kinsey. Um, she is. Um, she does a podcast as well. It's called uh, Boys Are From Martson. Oh yeah, and it's oh, all women in beer. Yeah. It's fantastic. So if you're okay. interested in learning about more women in beer and like hearing their stories and all of that stuff, she does extensive podcasts with like and just interviews with all these different women she just did one on um the three women from japa's brewery in brazil oh my so, gosh yeah, um i i have a hard time with accents sometimes so i like find it real i found it hard to listen to while i was driving oh, so i need okay. to like focus mm-hmm. um but yeah for sure she's a good one and okay. then um jaga wise she is in the uk She's a brewer. Shoot, I don't remember the name of her brewery. I'm but she was also the host of the. Um, it's a, a BBC homebrew reality TV show, which I'm like, what? I wish we could get it oh. here. But oh. you have to like, it's only in the UK, and I'm like, bummed. It's Can you not um, get it on Acorn? On like, oh, I don't know. I haven't. So tried. There, there's like a if you go on Amazon, there's like an Acorn, it, and it's Ooh. BBC Television. Ooh, because my friend Danny watches her like cutesy British. Murder mystery shows. Well, that might be fun. It's it's called Beer Masters. So she okay. was yes. So she was the host of it, and it, I'm like, I really want to watch it, but can't figure out how to do it. Um, so those two. She just wrote a book um, about doing sour beers. She has a really extensive barrel aging program and sour program at her brewery. So yeah. she's a really cool. she's really impressive and super cool. Um, those are the two off the top of my head that I'm thinking. I'm, I follow a ton of women, but yeah, yeah. And you can just follow the Pink Boots hashtag yes, yes. Of course. and find tons of breweries oh, that have yeah. female even, yeah, staff. Like even just the Wisconsin chapter has a bajillion. So it's surprising, yeah. mm-hmm. really, how many how many females there are in brewing in Wisconsin. There's a lot more yeah. than I knew, and they're all oh, super yeah. cool. Yeah. So guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, getting to the last two questions. Um, what does International Women's Day mean to you? Very, very cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's every day. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I mean, it's great to bring attention to it and kind of have an opportunity to make some noise for all the women out there doing things that people don't expect women to do. We, we can do anything a man can do. Yeah. And, and more. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, can a man make children? Probably not. No. Not that that's our only purpose, Not on their but, own. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it's found out that our, like, eggs have the ability to, like, pick out the right sperm. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh. what? 
pick a winner. Like, yeah. Like, the strongest one. The strongest, like, yeah, yeah, the strongest one. Like, you can, like, turn away. Not today. You know, man, but, yeah. That's fascinating. I know. <laughs> Weird. I know. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to know more. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what is the International Women's Day mean oh, to yes. you? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I guess I never really realized it was a thing until I was a member of Pink Boots. Um, is it a new thing? I'm not even sure. It's, it's relatively new. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I prefer to celebrate Women's Month of March. Um, I, I feel pretty special. My birthday is March 2nd, so it's like Aww. I celebrate the month that's Women's really Month and birthday. Yeah. yeah. Like, should we sing? I mean, I suppose if I don't have to sing. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's fun to, I kind of always envision it as like, oh yeah, it's the month of celebrating everything that is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. we do. I don't know. It is kind of weird. Like, we're half the population, or mm-hmm. more than half. Like, right. why do we just have one month celebrating us? Yeah. It's should be the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> or at least half the year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this month is our month, next month is yours. I, I can't remember who it was. She was, like, the first woman to own a brew house in Wisconsin. So, okay, last year... Um, I don't know if she was the first. She might have been the first. Okay. Um, are you like Octavia? Is that yes? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It was about yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that was the, yeah. the brew day that I did yeah. last year at Titletown for International Women's Month for our Pink Boots collab brew. Um, I named it Octavia after Octavia Van Dyke, oh, who yeah. was okay. yep the owner of Van Dyke Brewing or O Van Dyke Brewing um, in Green Bay. Um, so yeah, that was a huge inspiration to what I wanted to make as. The, the beer that we made just to like pay homage to her as being like a really badass bitch who owned a brewery in yeah. like the 1890s or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, I can't imagine back then. I know. <laughs> it's like super cool. Probably not easy. Um, so yeah, that was really fun. Um, I still have the shirt and everything. I know. I, when I looked her up too, she was wearing one of those like huge like skirt things. Yeah. So could you imagine probably like, corset brewing in like oh my god? Oh. I, don't, I don't know. If you, like, I don't know if she yeah if she would have yeah. brewed or not. I don't think so. But, I think she did yeah. most of like she was the figurehead, which some people okay. claim she she just was the figurehead. She didn't do anything. But I'm like, you know what? She probably like did the bookkeeping and I all was gonna, of the yeah. whatever. Because I think her son Emil was actually the head brewer after okay. her husband passed away. So it's kind of a it was a family thing for sure, which was cool. But yeah, I've actually done quite a bit of research into it, and I okay. have um, I met some of her descendants through the whole oh project God. last year, which was super cool. Um, and I connected them with. Rob, I don't know if any of you have met Rob, um, down at the um, Old World Wisconsin, the brewing experience that they have down there through the, okay. the Historical Society. So I've kind of connected them to him, and hopefully it comes to something, and they, like, I know they have a lot of memorabilia from way back when, and, like, they don't know what to do with it. So oh, I, cool. it would be really that cool is... to turn it into a book or something someday. Yeah, so, yeah. that is really cool. Would you write that book? I have offered to help oh, them put it together, yeah. so... We'll see. Yeah. All right. How are you celebrating International Women's Day? Women's Month. Women's Year. I guess just by drinking beer every day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping. Yeah, by drinking beer. I'm hoping to like 
convince Cocoon to put on as many of the collabs that I can find yeah. or that we can get. Yeah, I am excited um, to go to Hinterland yeah. in a couple weeks. Yes, Hinterland Pink Boots is going to be fun. They're doing, March 15th. Yep, they're Belgian double, which Brie is super cool. I was going to bring her tonight, but I was like, eh, there's probably not enough spots for her. <laughs> We're but, a real small space <laughs> in yeah. here. Yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> okay. could have made her fit. But. Yeah, I'm squish her in. Um, but yeah, so that's fun. They're doing a Belgian double there. We've got like IPAs, a couple different varieties of IPAs. Yeah, Third Space has their Like a Girl IPA, yeah. which I think is releasing yeah. on March 8th. Yes. And they're so doing a little a little party if anybody wants to go down that way. Yeah. Um, I also think there's a whole bunch of stuff going on down in Milwaukee. That's where most of the yeah. most of the chapter is based. Um, but I think even Line and Kugel did a um, Women's Brew Day this year, or a Pink Boots Brew Day, and I was like... I was trying to well, reach out. I couldn't figure out who to contact. Like who's doing it? Yeah. And I don't know what it is. So who knows? Um, but we plan to do one at Cocoon. I know awesome. if you guys are talking about doing one. Yeah, we're here. trying to figure out when and how to go about it. Um, I've only been a Pink Boots member for a little over a year now. I joined last January and then attended like my first Pink Boots event where I met Whitney down in Milwaukee. And uh, the Sugar Maple had kind of like a Pink Boots tap takeover where they had... I'm gonna say like eight. I think it was. I think it was five. There were only five. Okay, five I was shooting high. Year. Well, eight would have been amazing. I think we've got about eight this year. So there are a lot this yeah, year, which I'm is excited. super exciting. And I wish I could make it to all of them. I'm trying. Yeah, I know Tumbled Rock and Baraboo has one coming up. Mm-hmm. Lakefront did one. Third Space did one. Yeah. Hinterland will be doing one. Um, you and I maybe separately. Yeah. I guess Lion Sail Cocoon. Um, we'll try to throw something out later this year. I know that. Wisconsin Brewing, Brewing Company slash Lake Louis doing one. Oh, I think Dead Bird is on the list to do one. That'd be cool. Oh my um, God, that's the one that we went to in Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah. check their space. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a whole spreadsheet of like potentials. I think even maybe Central Waters might be doing one. I know Brendan Ooh. is their R&D brewer. They're, they don't have any women on staff, but he's like... Their tap room manager is a woman. Oh, okay. But yeah. I, I don't know if she's a member. But it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. we're totally... We love it, and it's it raises money for scholarships to fund um, really cool stuff for women in brewing, like my trip to Yakima last year. Yeah, um, scholarships for educational opportunities, yeah. whether yeah. it be an online course or an in-person course. There's a, a lot of things Pink Boots does. Yeah. Lots of really cool stuff. So, And everything, all of the Wisconsin chapter brew days, all of the proceeds from those go back directly to the Wisconsin chapter. So it's kind oh, of, cool. they stay within yeah. the state Local. to educate more women yeah. within our state. Which is really fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, those are all the questions. Do you have anything um, off the, <laughs> off the <laughs> sheet? Unscripted? What are the current trends in beer? Or what would you like to see trending in beer? Any styles trending. you want to see? Make a comeback? Yeah. I'm a big Saison lover. Um, I love something that's a little funky, a little different, something with a lot of layers and complexity. I'm not big on just a simple malty beer or just kind of the flavors you get from hops. Mm-hmm. I want kind of more of like the unique yeasty flavors. So yeast can produce insane flavors. You can get bubblegum. You can get all kinds of, I can't think of any more specific. Bananas. Bananas. Yeah, yeah. banana. Like clove. a Hefeweizen. Yeah. yeah, banana and clove. And it's just the yeast that's giving you these flavors. And it's... It's crazy how fruity you can get. I love Idaho 7. I think that's my favorite favorite hop, Idaho 7. I love you, but <laughs> Calypso is good, good too. Kids. Yeah. 
yeah, you're on, you're on the good list, not the, not the naughty list. But, yeah, I guess that's something where it's interesting to see how our customers appreciate it or just kind of don't care for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it takes a certain, a certain palate to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, some people would prefer something with either more hop complexity or just something with a more simple malty backbone, more beer beer, where I, I love weird funky stuff. Have you tried uh, the Barrel 41 French Lavender Saison? I can't say I have. Okay. I love the Lavender Chai Lattes from Lawless, oh. though. Okay. So. Might be in Oh, my it. God. The, wait. Oh, yeah. There's a Lawless in Yeah, like right down the street See, I here. go to the I Lawless in Appleton. Yeah. Their matcha ice lattes are so Ooh. good. I think they make them ahead of time, but I don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they batch make them, but. Still no, good. The... So I really, so I brought it, I, so I'm kind of obsessed with purple. It's a thing. Naturally, everything that I own just becomes purple. Hence your hair. Yeah. Currently. <laughs> and you didn't order violet off the menu? I, see, like, the thing is, is, like, I like sours, <laughs> but, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm more of a um, IPA. So I need to make IPA a purple IPA, IPA. got it. Yes. Yes. On the list. Yes. Um, with glitter. With if glitter. I, I actually. <laughs> That's a thing. We haven't done it yet, but it is a thing. So. Um, side note, I actually asked one of the brewers, Scott, at Hinterland, if they would ever put glitter in their beer for, um, like, St. Patty's Day or something like that. And they were like, Scott, he's shaking that will never happen. No. And I'm like, I know, I know. I just want it to happen. I was like, do you know how much beer you would sell to women? Like, not, like, trying to single up, but, like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, like, a, I'm a bad bitch, but I also like glitter. Like, yeah. I feel like. We've done a lot of pink yeah. beers. We had kind of, like, a string of pink beers that we were kind Ooh. of joking about, like, Everything's pink. Like, got an IPA that was kind of pink, and then, you know, our blush is pink. A lot of our slushies kind of end up pink. And I'm like, I don't know. Let's see how many pink beers we can make in here. I don't care. <laughs> but, um, the yeah, the Barrel 41, I really liked it. I brought it tubing. But I, like, I'm kind of like you. I like things that are a little funkier, a little, like, that not everybody drinks. And, and it just, like... And I think I also liked it, too, because, like, it said it had lavender in it, and it tasted like lavender. Yeah. Like, sometimes I think that they, like, they'll um, advertise a flavor, and it just didn't... Come through. It, yeah, it didn't come mm-hmm. through. And um, and then my friend, um, Jamie, our friend Jamie, she was she tried it, and she couldn't drink it, and then her boyfriend couldn't drink it either. And I'm like, you guys have no taste. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how some of that stuff might come through perfectly to you and then to other people it's like this is like Very soap or something like yeah. Yeah, all yeah. I get is lavender it's like cilantro yeah. my sister tastes soap oh, and I yeah. love I think yeah. it's cilantro and everything mm-hmm. that's, yeah. that's one of the interesting things about um, even like coming from like a homebrew and like homebrew co- competition background like if if you consider a beer like a certain style it has to be like exactly to that style you can yeah. like there's a balance in the flavors and like there's a difference between brewing for competition and brewing for the public. Like, I think yeah. the public wants more of that flavor. Whereas if you're brewing to style and you say this is a lavender whatever, like, the lavender has to be so muted that it's still that base style. Well, like, and just, like, a hint of lavender. So it's, like, it's very weird. Um, that I, that was kind of a stupid side note. Oh, but, no, no. Um. I think that with, like, Oktoberfest, I actually find that interesting because I feel like certain styles of beer are very sacred. Like, and I wonder if that's why people go crazy for it is because they know how it's going to taste 
and they only get it once it's a, a year. Safe choice. So it's it's just yeah. it's it's always there, and it's just very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. And people, as um, I'm wearing a. Uh, Dunder Mifflin sweatshirt. I think Dwight says that nostalgia is like the best thing you can get people on <laughs> because because it's like that's what people look for. I don't know. Yeah. I'll find the actual quote. It's really Dude, funny because he delivers I mean, it better. Just to expand on that example, but the cool thing about beer is that no two are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Even even the same exact beer from like batch to batch is going to be a tad different. I know we we try to make a mission yeah. as much mm-hmm. as possible, but like. It's an agricultural product. It is, a, it is a reflection of the seasons and how different crops grow from right. different regions and different weather patterns. Um, and actually, even your Oktoberfest example, um, like even just different Oktoberfests from different breweries, can they all highlight different things, which is super cool because you find one that you love and it's like, this is my favorite Oktoberfest. I didn't get a chance to try Lion's Tail, yeah, probably because it's sold out in five it. seconds. Yeah. Right? <laughs> did um, you last year do like a I, all the Oktoberfest? I did. Kind I of tried. Thing? Like, I remember. I think I tried thirty some different <laughs> Oktoberfests from Green Bay. Yeah, on Instagram, not, she was not just Green like Bay, finding Wisconsin. all the Wisconsin Oktoberfests she could find. I and tried to try yeah. them all. And do you know I, which one was your favorite? I narrowed it down to eight. Um, okay. And that became I mean, a fine article. I mean, out of 30, the eight's pretty good. I mean, yeah. Like. Was that like, a porch drinking Octo- article? Yes, it All is. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really hard. And I kind of went as, like, well, what fits the description of the style the best? Okay. From, like, based on what the the beer judge certification program says an Oktoberfest should taste like or a Martzen or a whatever. Um so that was it was a lot of beer to drink I drink and I know there were some that I really did not like, but others I'm like, this is hard. Um, and I had my husband serve them to me all blind, so I oh, didn't yeah, have any bias. Yeah, that's that's hard. Hard. I was like, Okay, so they're all just I didn't even did, I, did you come up with like your own system for rating them? Like did you kinda pick I just, out yeah, I had what you me put above five, what? Like I did it for like a week straight. I had five every night. <laughs> I didn't drink all five. Five whole like, beers? I usually only drank my favorite one out of the five, and the rest were like, nah, I'm good. Um, and he would drink one or two or whatever. But um, So yeah, I had him pick five random ones out of the fridge that I had set, in, set aside in my box and serve them to me in, like, glassware or whatever, and then he kept the bottles and the cans in the kitchen, and he would just bring them to me in the living room on coasters and, like, okay, awesome. pick your favorite. And I'm like, oh, it was really, really hard, but it was fun. And Oktoberfest and Martin is one of my favorite styles, so mm-hmm. it was like really cool for me. Um, but yeah, my, I think my top eight were on that article. So, <laughs> all right, I'm and, gonna look and that up. And there's I'm like, curious. <laughs> and all the ones that I that I tried, I put pictures of on Instagram. So, okay. if you're curious, you can see all the ones I tried. So I. Um I, like, recently got into Oktoberfest. I didn't really understand the hype until, like, a couple years ago. And I have to say that Hinterland makes a damn good Oktoberfest. If, you, yes. if you're in Green Bay and you get to try one thing, it's Hinterland's Oktoberfest. Probably Lion's Tail as well. Sure. So, um, we made 260, no, 290. So, 160. Oh. Is that, I can't remember for sure, but I'd say maybe half of that. What is 2 times 9? 18? 180. 180. 180 barrels. <laughs> Math. So is that, Math is hard. It's late. So, like, this one behind you is 15 barrels, and the one to the okay. left is 20 barrels. Okay. So yeah. that kind of gives oh, your wow. idea. It's okay. 40 kegs, 30 kegs. Yeah. It's 
roughly. It, it take, Technically, they're a little bigger. Like, we won't get, you know, the bottoms full of yeast. Yeah. Yeah. The Iyengar Oktoberfest, okay. it's like the A-Y. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, we usually like the, have like that straight up from... Mm-hmm. Oh, from Germany? Yeah. Okay. It's so good. I may have to talk to you afterwards okay. because I have a project I'm working on. Okay. Yeah, for our Oktoberfest, oh. we put on all German beers outside. Oh, okay. And Eyinger yeah. is one of, the, one of the beers there's we six, do. That and Schofferhofer. Schofferhofer? Schofferhofer? Yeah. <laughs> I also sell that. I sell the grapefruit. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I drink a lot And then Stiegel grapefruit Rattler. Yeah, Stiegel. Yeah. 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 I think there are six traditional Oktoberfests that they serve in Munich during the festival. As you can tell, I've done a lot of research on this lately. Um, so when are we going to Oktoberfest? Yeah. For Oktoberfest. Let's go. All right. All right. Deal. <laughs> All right. Oh, I was going to ask you, what are the most popular styles that fly off, oh, of, off, off our shelves? Yeah. So it's interesting, like our Juice Cloud, our flagship New England IPA. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I love that your flagship is New England. Oh man, they leave a weird aftertaste. In my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that that's one people people really enjoy that one. I think for us, like we try to just make a big variety of beers. And they're generally similar to other beers we've done, so we're not just like always jumping off the edge of something totally new. Sometimes we'll tweak it, rework it, try to make it better, try to make it different. But What's interesting to see is the difference between what the Nina people like and the Tosa people like. Mm-hmm. So the Tosa consumption is totally different than the Nina consumption. Like our slushies up here, people love them. Down in, down in Tosa, you know, people like them. But they're drinking Red 90 more. They're drinking pregame more. They're drinking the more bitter IPAs more down there. Whereas up here, they still like pregame Red 90 but they're going to drink more juice cloud, more slushies, more sours. So even just regionally, there's a big palate difference for what people like. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, like I said, we we only have guest taps right now. Uh, we have 16 tap lines at Cocoon. And it's so crazy because I think the top three things that have been selling like crazy are um, sours, of course, mm-hmm. and then hazy. Yeah. Which... Sounds very yep. similar to down yeah, here. Yeah, for here. But then black lagers have been like oh. nuts. And I don't know, I guess it's like an easy drinking but also dark beer. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's very weird because we've gone through a whole bunch of them. And I think they're coming yeah. back. I think so too. Three Sheep's Lightweight. Okay. It's, oh my God, it is so good. Because yeah. I know like um, Titletown has made their Dark Helmet forever. It's one of their seasonals that has been kind of around. Mm-hmm. And I know it had like a cult following. But I've seen a resurgence of these black lagers lately, and it's very strange that, like, everyone starts... Actually, Hinterland has one coming out in a couple weeks. Okay. Um, and then, like, I think everyone's been doing them, and they're just really popular. So, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, and I think our, our dark, our bourbon trail series goes over a little better in Nina, I think. Maybe just because people are more familiar with it up here. Everybody kind of wants to maybe get the different varieties of bourbon trail we do where in Tosa people aren't necessarily familiar with it and up here some people will buy one of every variety and then just hold on to it and drink it next year and see what it tastes like after it after it ages a little bit longer but yeah it's interesting how just an hour and a half south of here the palate's a little different people are drinking a little a little different beer and people drink more on tap down there whereas up here we do a lot of to-go sales down there people are just 
drink in there more. So we've had this cool bubbling in the background. I was going to say we should talk yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should explain it. Okay, so it's like science with, with this. The back. <laughs> so this is an imperial sour that's bubbling away behind us. We just brewed it yesterday, I think. Keeping my days straight is incredibly difficult, but I want to. Yeah, that was yesterday. <laughs> was that yesterday? I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, today's the twenty eighth. Oh yeah, because it's not like tomorrow's. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah, so this will be a higher ABV sour, um, and we're kind of going similar to our Big Mama. If you guys had that, the Big Mama's Big Mama cherry pie imperial sour. This will kind of be a different variation of that one. Okay. And I guess by the time this podcast comes out. It'll be, it'll be a week from today. Yeah, all right. Uh, probably be one more week and then it'll be ready. Okay. So be on the lookout. I think it'll be good. Nothing Did, like does she have a name? Sour fruity. She does. I don't know if I'm technically allowed okay. to say her name. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> all we know is she has a name. <laughs> She's got a name. And I guess I don't. I guess I'm Look, not part I'm of like the lady. label design. No. So I honestly. Sometimes I don't know if the brew schedule name is a real name. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> or if something else is going to be on. a really good beer name. Yeah. 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 Imperial Berry is what, is what yeah, I'm that, calling yeah, it that, right yeah. now. <laughs> but I, I don't know what, what turn she's going to take for dessert. You know, we'll see. That's cool. So, yeah, that's been bubbling away behind us. Uh, it's actively fermenting and pushing some CO2 off into a, a bucket of Sani. So it's kind of an airlock that guarantees okay. nothing's going to climb back up into the tank through that bucket but any co2 that the yeast is creating as it eats away at the sugar is going to come out of that pipe on the top down and into the bucket and bubble off it's really going she's kicking it it could be why we're all feeling a little goofy or maybe the beer yeah Um, yeah we're just sitting sitting here by all the co2 (laughs) (laughs) um anyways (laughs) um Thank you guys so much. Yes, this you. was of so course. much yeah. fun. Thanks for having this us. Was. The beer was good. The company was good. Yeah. Learned a lot. Yeah. Good. Uh, and then you can follow um, Whitney at Half Pint Brewer. Half yep. Pint Brewer. Yep. Perfect. And I know. I love that. <laughs> I wish I was a little bit smaller. <laughs> but it works. It does work. And then you can follow Emily at Beer with Burger. Yep. That's me. Her last name, not. Yeah. because of burgers. I mean, yeah. it could be. I used to be tagged in a bunch of stuff on Instagram. Of, oh. of, yeah, super sad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I feel like foodie pages would just like search who they followed that had like food-related things. So like, there'd be a photo of a cheeseburger and I'd be tagged in it. I'm like, God. <laughs> sure. It's not me, it's my name. <laughs> but what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, last but not least, you can follow us at the Green Bays. B-A-E-S. Thank you guys so much for coming. We did get stickers, so we'll give you guys a sticker. Um, I wanted them ready for this interview because I feel like it would be really cool. But, yeah, slap um, one on the wall in the, yeah. in the green storage room. Um, and then I figured out how to put a QR code on it, so when you scan the sticker, it goes cool. to our podcast. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I played um, your Fifth Ward episode in the cannery the other day when we yeah. were cleaning oh, up. God, so we were like, hearing <laughs> all about <laughs> Animal Crossing. first <laughs> 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 25 minutes is just Animal Crossing. <laughs> My other, my other assistant, Brewer Isaac, is like, ooh, what are you listening to? Uh, <laughs> I, oh, it's a great maze. Yeah. I like it. Oh, <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah, he's a cool yeah. dude. We, um, so my sister, so I got, very quickly, I got obsessed with the Animal Crossings. Well, I played it on the DS when I was um, a young little wee child, and um, I'm 27 now. Um, <laughs> and old. I was waiting patiently. <laughs> I'll be, we'll I'll talk be, ages in yeah. a minute. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. 
age. <laughs> oh, and I and oh my god, I love the game so much. I just it, what's so weird to me is that like I work all day, and then you go on your Switch or your DS, and you work on your you work, like, right? you're working, you just you're keep going trees <laughs> and like picking apples and stuff like that. And but anyways, literally before right before COVID, it was like the March release. They released. Um, Animal Crossings for the Switch. And because they released the Switch, I think, two years prior to that. And I was like, oh my god, this is a Nintendo. They're going to release Animal Crossings. I know they're going to. And, they, and sure enough, they released it right before COVID, not knowing that COVID was going to happen. Right. I bet their sales were in astronomical. Because that's, that's what got me through it. I like literally, because I was a little like, I was a little overly paranoid in the beginning i feel like everybody was because we just didn't know what was going on and it literally kept me sane because i was like i can go in my little world cut down all this wood (laughs) furniture like catch the butterflies like yeah (laughs) so yeah but and now i got heidi yeah yeah we're not sponsored by nintendo (laughs) are you sure we were nintendo if you're listening yeah because we're probably going to talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) We'll touch on it. Either way. But other than that, we'll see you guys for our April episode, which hopefully will be with Whitney over here at Cocoon Brewing. Yeah. Maybe. We can have the pumpkin slot make an appearance. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. What is this? (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) So we actually had a pumpkin podcast um, back in I like think, about November. pumpkins? About pumpkin beers. Pumpkin oh, beers. Which, oh, okay. <laughs> to be honest, I'm partial. I love pumpkin beers. Pumpkin is actually my favorite pumpkin beer. I think we should do one here. Okay. We've, I've been trying to twist Alex's arm into something pumpkin related. I just don't know what direction to go. Like pumpkin. Spice or pumpkin. Like, right. Yeah, like, like, like are we going pumpkin pie or just pumpkin pumpkin? I don't know. I was talking yeah. to fucking Walter, our delivery guy, about it today. <laughs> he was telling me about a pie his mom makes, and I'm like, that sounds kind of good. I'm like, do I go milkshake? Do I go sour? Do I go slushy? Do I go... All of the above. All of it? Okay. <laughs> I'll try. Time. Pumpkin slushy. Mm. I'm down for pumpkin slushy. I really am. <laughs> yeah, Beast, Bistro did a pumpkin pie sour, I guess. And, like, it told you on the can to please invert the can and swirl. And then roll, and then pour, and it was like it pumpkin puree coming out of that bad boy. Mm, But it was so good. (laughs) It was really good. I'm into it. Um, So next year for the pumpkin pack. Yeah. Bring her along. Yes. 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 So what is a pumpkin slut? Is that what you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think one of uh, I don't know even who coined his name that, but he just is. He calls well, himself that, I think. Yeah, yeah I think it's I a think great so. title. Yeah, he just loves pumpkin beers, and he lives and he lives for pumpkin beers. And we had him on the podcast. His name's Brett. Shout out to Brett. I don't yeah. know if he still he's, listens he's to our the podcast. GM of the yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and used to be my boss for a very short, <laughs> short period of time. Um, but, but yeah, he yeah, and he just likes pumpkin beers, and he brought. There was oh, I I can't. If anybody listens to the podcast, you'll know what it is. But the pumpkin beer that he brought was delicious. It was like the little pumpkins with the oh, yeah. the frappuccino on it. Um, was it Central Waters? No, it wasn't. It was um, it was from Chicago, I oh. believe. Yeah. Well, Bistro is Illinois yeah. somewhere. Half Acre? No, it wasn't. It was something really weird. Was it Wendy? 
No, that was no, it was a, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I actually, I'll try to look it up on my Untapped quick. You guys can vamp. Talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. Oh, uh, talk about your ages. Let's talk about our ages. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I guess I have no idea. I mean, age. Well, no, age okay. is just a number. It doesn't really matter. I guess I'm not that old, but I feel old talking to young ladies. Um, yeah. So Thursday will be my 34th trip around the sun. 34th. Yeah. yeah. I'm younger, but I'm 29, so yeah. I'll be 32 in April. Okay. Still the oldest. I'm the most senior. <laughs> yeah, more life experience than the rest of us. Well, that's all. Mm, in crazy, crazy things, yeah. That's Still can't figure stuff. out what I want to be when I grow up. So, oh, same. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I know. okay. Same. We're all just on this journey together. We'll make the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. Yeah, my boyfriend wants me to start home brewing, but I'm like... I do that every day. I know. It's because you do for work. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I do if I could try. I've never tried. I don't even know where to start. But. Well, sure you do. But. I, d- I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how to start on a small scale. Oh, yeah. It's 15 barrels at a time or Just nothing. Like, I, don't know, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> but I, wanna, I want the sushi beer you're talking about. If okay. we do, if we bring back. Homebrewing competitions at Lionsdale. Are you going to yeah. make a sushi sure. beer? I'm gonna, yeah. All right, deal. All right. Um, I'm pushing for homebrew comps. Yeah. We're also, I think, going to do a homebrew comp this summer at Cocoon. At Cocoon. Nice. So you should come over and I'll teach you. Teach me the ways. Once once we get a homebrew set up, because we don't have one right now. I think we might just do a temporary one because I'm like, yeah. I need well, to you do, can move it around I need to play with stuff. I can't yeah. just like... Uh, I need to make small batch things. Start working on your pumpkin beer for this fall. Pumpkin beer? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have a contest for that, too. You guys should do, like, a Green Bay's pumpkin contest. Best pumpkin beer. Yeah. Sponsored. Hashtag sponsored. Hashtag sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the two beers that were talked about in that that podcast was Hidden Hand Triple Pump. Hmm. And then um, the pickle beer was Slick Pickle Rick by Slick, Microphone. Slick. Oh, Microphone. Okay. Oh, Microphone. Okay. I thought is it was it Microphone or Microphone? I think it's Mike. Microphone. His Mike. name's Mike. Oh, yeah. Because it's yeah. a microphone. Yeah. Microphone. Yeah, he was he was just up a couple months ago. We did a collab with nice. Microphone, our, our oh, in too deep okay. hazy IPA yeah, yeah. that we were talking okay. about okay. was the Microphone collab. In too deep, yeah. which I need to. Yeah. I mean, I would sing the song for you, but I, I'm not going to. <laughs> it's the yeah. Midwestern Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is. Just keep um, trying to leave, but can't get away. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's about that time. Until next time. time. Yeah. <laughs> we will be hearing from Whitney shortly, and then now we also have another pumpkin person to join. Yay. Yeah, I'm going to try. Pumpkins. I'm going to see what I can do. Yeah. Pumpkin goodness I can make for you later this year. Yeah. 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 Do you guys want to say bye? Bye.
It was oh. because her husband passed well, away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, last year, um, I don't know if she was the first. She might have been the first. Okay. Um, are you, like, Octavia? Is that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was about, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that was the, yeah. the brew day that I did yeah. last year at Titletown for International Women's Month for our Pink Boots collab brew. Um, I named it Octavia after Octavia Van Dyke, oh, who yeah. was okay. yep, the owner of Van Dyke Brewing, or O Van Dyke Brewing, um, in Green Bay. Um, so, yeah, that was a huge inspiration to what I wanted to make as the, the beer that we made, just to, like, pay homage to her as being, like, a really badass bitch who owned a brewery in, yeah. like, the 1890s or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, I can't imagine back then. I know. <laughs> it's, like, super cool. Probably not easy. Um, so, yeah, that was really fun. Um, I still have the shirt and everything. I know. I When I looked her up, too, she was wearing one of those, like, huge, like, skirt things. Yeah. So, could you imagine? Probably like, corset. Brewing in, like, oh, my God. Oh. I, don't, I, don't know if, like, I don't know if she, yeah, if she would have yeah. brewed or not. I don't think so. But, I think she yeah. did most of, like, she was the figurehead, which some people okay. claim she, she just was the figurehead. She didn't do anything. But I'm like, you know what? She probably, like, did the bookkeeping and all gonna, of the, yeah. whatever. Because I think her son, Emil, was actually the head brewer after okay. her husband passed away. So it's kind of a, it was yeah. a family thing for sure, which was cool. But, yeah, I've actually done was, quite a bit of research into it. And I okay. have, um, I met some of her descendants through the whole oh project God. last year, which was super cool. Um, and I connected them with um, Rob. I don't know if any of you have met Rob um, down at the um, Old World Wisconsin, the brewing experience that they have down there through the, okay. the Historical Society. So I've kind of connected them to him, and hopefully it comes to something. And they, like, I know they have a lot of memorabilia from way back when, and, like, they don't know what to do with it. So oh, I, cool. it would be really what cool to it? turn it into a book or something someday. Yeah, so, yeah. that is really cool. Would you write that book? I have offered to help them put it together, so we'll see. Yeah. All right. How are you celebrating International Women's Day, Women's Month, Women's Year? I guess just by drinking beer every day. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping. Yeah, by drinking beer. I'm hoping to like convince Cocoon to put on as many of the collabs that I can find yeah. or that we can get. Yeah, I am excited um, to go to Hinterland yeah. in a couple weeks. Yes, Hinterland. Pink Boots is going to be fun. They're March 15th. Yep, they're Belgian double, which Brie is super cool. I was going to bring her tonight, but I was like, eh, there's probably not enough spots for her. <laughs> We're but, a real small space <laughs> yeah, in here. Yeah, it's okay. It's <laughs> we okay. could have made her fit. But. Yeah, let's push her in. Um, but yeah, so that's fun. They're doing a Belgian double there. We've got like IPAs, a couple different... I do think, though, to plug women again, our palates are way better than men's. <laughs> we do, we do. I mean, pick up on more. They yeah. say that. Um, it, I guess yeah. I don't know historically, biologically, right? Is that they probably <laughs> smell too smell yeah. and yeah. taste? Women had smell. to know yeah. what we could consume yeah. to keep yeah. ourselves and our offspring alive. Yeah. So we had to be more uh, keen to picking out. So men should stuff. be thankful because they're alive because of yeah, us. Yeah, they're only alive because I of mean, us. is that not the case in most things? <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> so what beer surprised you the most, both good and bad? Or didn't meet expectations or exceeded expectations? Oh. I'm trying to think of one that exceeded expectations. Okay. <laughs> and it could be with like oh like you made it and you're like oh nobody's gonna like this and then like everybody liked it like that too that's what I was thinking when I was writing that question yeah. too 
Gosh, we do so many varieties, it's almost kind of hard to remember them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess... This one probably won't surprise anybody, but it always surprises me how quickly we sell out of Oktoberfest. Mm. Like, so fast. We will sell out of our Oktoberfest that we can before we even have our Oktoberfest celebration. <laughs> people just come out and they just they drink it and drink it and drink it and buy it. And, and I just think it's a good beer. But yeah, people go nuts for that. People still ask for it. And I'm like, it's January. <laughs> or now February. But <laughs> that's, that sucker's been gone since October, November, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have your Oktoberfest celebration in September? Or? Yeah, we do. Okay. Yep. So we typically do it, I think, the same weekend that Munich, Germany does it. Oh, Or they okay. start their basically month long. It's 18 days long this year. 18 days. All right. Oh, I've done much knows. research. Yes. Are you going? I wish. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so we close off our parking lot out here and have a big tent. Uh, we have some polka bands, some oh not polka bands, food, trucks, stands. Uh, we've got, a, we'll have a portable bar outside, and then our normal bar is open inside as well, and it's a good time. We have hammer schlagen, where you try to the nail into the log, and... <laughs> It's not my favorite thing to supervise. (laughs) (laughs) Is your Oktoberfest like multi? Like, is it traditional or is it? Because I know that. Is it it a Marzen or a Vienna? Yeah, it is a Marzen lager. Yeah, I didn't know if you meant the party or the beer. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, I I wear a dirndl, so I think it's traditional. (laughs) I'm coming. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's traditional, and, and we do brew it in March. Which would be the traditional time oh, of year to okay. brew a, a Marzen lager. So I think Marzen literally translates to March in German. So oh, that makes sense. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I should know that. I'm like 50% no, German. German. I have a German I, yes, last name. I'm German. <laughs> Wisconsin's just German. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. um, oh, and then for you. Oh, was it least favorite? Or surprising. 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 Okay. Good or bad. Or both. Yeah. So I think my most surprising one, um, I, so when I first started at Titletown, like the filter was my nemesis. We filter mm-hmm. everything um, mm-hmm. with a DE filter. And diatomaceous earth for yes. everybody who doesn't Although, know yes, DE, <laughs> technically, but we used like, um, what the heck is it called? Um, to start with a K and I can't pronounce it? No. Oh. Like... Silkrete, something, something, whatever. What? Anyway, uh, we filter everything, and it was like, I think when it was presented to me, it seemed way more complicated than it needed to be. Like stress on every like touch of everything. Like, oh my god, don't do that! Don't do that! Wait! Yeah. Um, so it was very stressful to me, and I hated the filter. So I'm like, you guys, we should just do something like unfiltered. Let's do like a a Zwickel beer, because like that's an unfiltered German lager, whatever, straight from the Zwickel which is the port on the fermenter, right? <laughs> so we did Thank that. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're learning today. <laughs> yes, um, we are. So, like, I was super excited because we made this awesome, like, lager, uh, like, kind of an amber lager, whatever. It was pretty light, drinkable. Um, and then our head brewer decided he wanted to add strawberries to it, which, um, great, whatever, because um, I really wanted to call it Zwickle Tickler because I think that's hilarious. <laughs> And we did call it Zwickle Tickler, um, which I found out people didn't know how to pronounce, so they're like, I don't do that one. Um, 